Yo, members, what's good? It's your boy, Travis Bethay, and it is Thursday, November the 5th, 2020. This crazy, hectic-ass year, man. We we start off with Kobe dying, and now we here at the election, man. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope your, your week last week was good. It's Friday Eve. We at the end of this damn week. It's almost the weekend. I have plans. I hope y'all have plans. <sighs> After this week, man, we all need to just sit back, relax, you know, get you a nice glass of wine. Um, get you something to smoke on and just chill. Take your mind off the bullshit. Because, man, I didn't expect this. But I did expect shenanigans, so, you know, who are we to to act oblivious to who's been running the free world for the last four years? Mr. Petty, Mr. Orange, Agent Orange, 45, whatever you want to call him, the Don, the Donald, all that shit he's been called for years, so... We should expect something, nothing less than a sideshow. And that's what we're getting. Even though, you know what, it's not really messy, this go around. But nonetheless, I hope y'all are all doing well. Hope work's been good for you. It's been it's been a better week this week for me when it comes down to work. Last week we had a, uh, what, a little tropical storm pass through or... The, the storms from the tropical storm, whatever you want to call it, passed through, man. And, you know, it, it caused some things to go out of whack. People lost power. People lost money. People lost food. Uh, and we didn't record that day. And uh, primarily because we had, you know, I had to get shit in order and done. Uh, the family needed me. Some friends needed me. And, of course... I'm going to make sure that everybody good because that's what we're supposed to do. You feel me? Like, find it in your heart to look out for people. It it helps. But <clears throat> we're back now. You know, uh, we're doing an OG style. For real. Just me in front of the camera, talking to y'all, no co-hosts this week. Uh, sometimes you got to go back to the essence Sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board. You can't lose focus and lose sight on what, you know, you're supposed to be doing and what you got going on. So I tell y'all all the time, I have to do some house cleaning. So I have to do some house cleaning. I have to make sure that I'm dropping content um, that is getting to its proper platforms. I've been neglecting YouTube and that's a platform you can't neglect. So I had to be like, you know what? We just going to do from me to the consumer, to the supporters today. So it's going to go straight from here to YouTube, Facebook, the Anchor app. You know, so it's, it's going to be everywhere, but it's going to be on YouTube especially. So y'all make sure that y'all go to MVC Streets, my YouTube page, 
like all the videos, subscribe, watch them. You'll be entertained, man. Um, we're getting back to the Legends of the Fall series. We're going to get back to doing interviews as well. Things happen, but I promise y'all, it ain't going to be no starting and stopping shit. Full throttle, full speed ahead, jump on the boat. If not, you're going to be left behind. That's just what it is. So, with that being said, take a drink of water. We got some shit to talk about. <laughs> Y'all know that anything goes podcast. We're going to talk. We're going to converse. So, we got some things that we need to chop it up about. So, we're going to go back in history. We're going to go back to November 7th. 2000, Bill Clinton is still in office, it's the election time, and around this time, I'm what, 13, just turned 13, probably two weeks before the election, um, I knew Al Gore had this one, he had it in the bag, because I knew how much black people revered and fucked with the Clintons. You know, especially Bill. So, I'm like, oh, this is going to be simple. Slam dunk. Parents going to vote. Um, didn't really think Bush had a chance. You know what I mean? Just from at the time, looking at what all that the Clintons had done, what all Bill Clinton done, his regime. I'm like, this is this is a no-brainer. Al Gore has that stamp of approval from Bill Clinton. He good. Because, what was it, in 96, Clinton versus, I forgot who he went up against. Um, I was going to say Al Gore, but that would have been wrong. But whoever he went up against, he smashed him in the election. So I'm like, okay, we good. Election night comes. We think Gore wins the next morning, but boy, were we wrong. Florida. Bush was like, there's no way I lost Florida. My brother's there. You get what I'm saying? And they went to the Supreme Court. And it took 30 to 31 days for... Al Gore to concede the um, election to George Bush. Bush too. And I'm giving y'all that history lesson because we're only on day two of the 2020 election and people are becoming restless. We've been here before. Trump does not want to relinquish this power. Trump is playing the Trump card. Like, it's me. There's no way I should be losing. And it's funny, you know. And you know me, I'm going to tie everything together. It's funny because the Republicans always wonder why, like, they're frowned upon or why they can't get new voters. You know, even when people aren't voting Democrat, they're not necessarily voting Republican. This is a prime example why. 
most Democrats that I know, I'm more registered independent, but most Democrats that I know, they're not divisive. The Republican Party is very divisive. And you're going to say, how, how can you cast a broad net, whatever, whatever. I'm just being honest from what I see, from what is presented to me. Bush didn't want to concede that he lost. And neither does Trump. Trump is stirring the pot in 2020, just like he did it in 2016. Well, really before 2016. His base is full of hatred and divisiveness. So when we're going through our Black Lives Matter, um, which is not even a, a trend, it's not even a slogan, this is just our reality as black people. We're saying this and they're saying all lives matter, you're showing divisiveness. And this is coming from the Republican Party. You want certain states, because it's what? Arizona, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, Nevada. I think those are the only states that's left that are counting ballots. And you want the states that aren't in your favor, that you think you could lose if they continue to count the votes. You want them to stop. But that where it looks like you could possibly win a state, you want them to keep counting. You're showing divisiveness again because you're, you're rallying your base and these people that are already filled with hate, which, you know, four or five years ago, you struck a match, you put a battery in their back to make them feel entitled and like their voices need to be heard on some some hatred, militant type shit. You're putting these people in an uproar and you're not going to make this transition easy. How the hell are we supposed to be United States when ever so every so often we get a leader who's divisive. Bush wasn't divisive. Let me not say that. The way he came in was wrong, but he wasn't a divisive leader. I won't say that. But this motherfucker here is very anti what they say this country stands for. We as black people know what time it is when it comes to this country. Minorities do as well. Um, white people will pretend like they don't see it, but they see it. They know what this country is about. And it's not liberty and justice for all. And our leader is showing us this. And I say our leader because contrary to popular belief, he has been the president for the past four years. He has been the face of the country for the past four years. Republicans, this is the problem. This is why you can't get black people to come jump on board. And, you know, we we may, I know me, I can speak for myself. I fuck with some of your ideas, your ideals. Like, I fuck with those. But I just don't fuck with y'all. 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because of this right here, that base that's uh, racist for no reason and prejudice for no reason. Four years ago, five years ago, we seen where this country was headed when this man who has been proven or, you know, allegations have been put on him about, like, touching women inappropriately, you know, paying people off, um, the tax evasion, like paying the minimum that you can with taxes. You're a billionaire. We've known this shit about this man before he started running. But the fact that that base was able to elect him president, it showed you something. Now, what this election is showing us as well is that the country is moving in the direction of, you know, we're tired of the divisiveness. We're tired of the rhetoric. We're tired of the bullshit. Let's get out here and make sure that this dude doesn't get back in office. But you see how divided the country is now. Because this nip and tuck. This nip and tuck. With the remaining states. People aren't on the same page. And it's showing. And I don't think that that party. I know for a fact this president. They don't care. He's going to leave this country in way worse shape um, than it was when he got it, when he became the leader. This, I think the country was, was okay. You know, Barack wasn't perfect. Don't get me wrong. Um, we were still behind the eight ball when he was in the house. But it's gotten so much worse. And... This man doesn't need to be president for four more years. I hope he loses. I'm proud to see some of the states that have always been traditionally red. Georgia is one. It's good to see that it could possibly turn blue. Now, in four years when we have another election, um, Georgia may turn red again. Because I know in 08, North Carolina was blue. And then I want to say 2012 and again in 2016, it turned back red. Or it might have been blue for both Obama terms and then turned red in the Hillary election, you know, and in uh, the 2016 campaign or whatever. People don't like to lose. But the difference between the Democrats and Republicans from what I see is that when a Democrat loses, they bow out faithfully because they don't want it to be turmoil that's what they run on they run on kind of peace and you know we're, we're, we're trying not to have a civil war on our hands where you look at the republicans it's the total opposite you feel me but we've been here before y'all we have 2000 like i said we were here it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. It's going to take, you know, just believing in a system that is flawed. Because, honestly, Biden should have won the election night. He was up on the popular vote. But 
we know that we don't live in a true democracy. So it is what it is. They don't want to listen to the people whatsoever. They, they're going to listen to us as uh, minimal as possible. So we always have to keep that in the back of our mind. But, man, this shit has been it's crazy. You feel me? Um, back to the Republican Party. Y'all have to really do some soul searching. And I'm not saying the Democrats won. I'm not saying Biden is the one. I think he's going to win. It looks more and more like that's going to happen. And And you know what? This is a rarity. You really don't see people give up their seat. You know, they usually stick out uh, a full two terms. But this just shows you how poorly ran this country has been, especially this year. Maybe if 2020 didn't happen, um, things would have been different. But this dude, he definitely fumbled the ball when it came down to handling COVID, when it came down to his, um, when he spoke about black people, when he spoke about Hispanics the last four years, minorities in general, this dude just hasn't had the right vernacular. And maybe he had, because I think this is just who, not even think, this is who he is. So the shit that he says, you have to take it on face value. You get what I'm saying? So, Excuse me, y'all. But I definitely um I'm glad we're seeing the transition of power. I'm glad we're starting to see more and more people who understand that if shit keeps going the way that it's going, we will have a civil war on our hand. People keep saying that and they're joking, but it's the truth. Like when you have people who are full of hate and they think that their liberties and their rights are being taken from them, which they're not. I don't understand why people are like driving this shit home, bro. Y'all are fine. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If anybody needs to be ready to blow some shit up, it's black people. And we're not. We're just like, yo, we want to be treated fairly. Y'all have everything in front of you. You're not going to lose anything. Nobody's taking shit from you because it would defeat the purpose, you know what I'm saying, of both sides. Even, you know, if Democrats and Republicans supposedly have different views, nobody's rights and freedoms are finna be taken away. Stop driving that shit home. You feel me? Like, that's just not gonna... That's not going to happen. So you got to stop saying that. But if we keep going the way we've been going this year in the past, like two to three, really, let me be honest. If we go back to 2012 with Trayvon Martin, if the country keeps going down this trajectory, it will be a civil war in this bitch. Seriously. So it's glad to see people not really wanting our country to go down that road. So, with that being said, man, look, <laughs> I don't know how long they're going to be counting these ballots. I don't know how uh, how long. We might do another 30 days without knowing who the president is. I know a few of these um, states are, are winding down, you know, their counts, which is good. 
But we don't know if this is going to go to the Supreme Court because in 2000, that's what happened. We don't know where he's going to want to recount it or anything. I'm I'm like, dude, you, you know, just concede. But he's Trump. I mean, he fighting. He's fighting for what he believes in. We need to do that as a people, black people. I mean, I know I have more than black fans, but I'm black. So I'm going to always speak from a black perspective, first and foremost. We got to stand up and fight for what the fuck we believe in. He's doing it. Shit, he the leader, right? Follow the leader, I guess. <laughs> well, we're going to transition to another topic, man. We can't just keep dwelling on that. A lot of people are tired of it. It's on every TV and radio station. That's all I've really been you know, paying attention to when I do watch TV. It's the election topic. So um, I want to talk to y'all about something that I think I've talked about before. Or, you know... I talk about music a lot. And y'all know my favorite genre of hip-hop is drill, which is, I told y'all it's sad, it's bad. I should not like drill music. And you know what? I started feeling bad about that shit this week because, <laughs> well, last week, really, because I was watching, you know, a few of the, the rappers. You know, they be going on IG Live and people are uploaded to... YouTube. YouTube is my favorite social media platform. I'm on that shit like 90% of the of my day is centered around YouTube. Just learning shit from people's and getting different perspectives. I'm that type of person. I love to hear people's thoughts and how they interpret things. So I'm watching like one of my favorite rappers from up there. And I'm watching the video, and I like to read comments. Like, I'll play a song on Apple Music and find it on YouTube and read the YouTube comments while I'm listening to that song because I want to see how people are responding to it. I'm telling y'all, like, I'm weird. <laughs> but I'm, I'm watching the video, and I'm reading the comments from the live, right? So somebody screen recorded it, of course, to upload it to YouTube. So I'm watching the comments and I'm saying like the negativity not towards that rapper but they want him to be negative towards his opposition I'm not gonna say ops because I'm not from Chicago you know I say on phone them but I'd be joking but that's a that's their thing but the opposition right and I read the comments on YouTube and it was like YouTube comment that stuck out to me. It said, bro, y'all don't realize that these fans are championing, like, championing y'all to kill each other. And I was like, damn, they are. I'm reading these comments, I'm looking, and I'm, I'm like, these fans, these spectators, because a lot of them, you, you can't be fans of someone if you want them to do some destructive shit. But I'm like, they really want these dudes to kill each other. 
They they really are hyping them up, and a lot of these rappers know it. And they're like, man, y'all fans, y'all don't understand, or man, y'all on some goofy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll comment back, but it just put me in the mind frame of, and I wanted to just use that as an example. We as people are fucked up. We really do get behind death and murder and destructive shit, bro. How? Why? And I'm guilty of it because I listen to that shit. I do. I'm, I'm a part of the problem. I listen to that music and it's because it's reality. But I'm not like, oh man, that nigga need to go kill dude for killing his homeboy. You'll never hear me say that. I know it's rules of the streets. It's ru- I, I know all that, man. Like, I keep my thoughts of that away from the podcast, away from anything positive. But to everybody out there, don't let people's negative thoughts and their feelings of what you're supposed to be doing, don't let that shit turn you into a monster or a crash test dummy. People will cheer you from afar or the people in your circle will cheer you and you're doing the most idiotic, dumb shit ever. That's going to be a detriment to you. Not only you, and I'm speaking primarily to the men, not only you, but to your children, your family, the people that you're taking care of. People will cheer you the fuck on to to go jump off of a cliff knowing and you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going you're gonna to die or you ain't going to have a good quality of life no more. That good quality of life that we speak of is being able to be out here to provide, you know, go to work every day. Even if you're working a nine to five, you're going to be with your lady, you're going to be with your kids, your mom, your sisters, your brothers, all that. A poor quality of life is fucking prison or being maimed. You done got shot up, you done been shot eight, nine times, you got bullets everywhere, you, you sore, you in constant pain every day because you had something to prove. To who? People you will never meet. When it comes to like just people that you don't know on social media. That's hyping you up to do stupid shit. Or if the people around you are telling you to do something stupid. They don't need to be in your circle. I don't get us. I look at the Chicago rappers, and I've talked about them a few times, you know, on the podcast. And you, you're burying, I've buried some friends. I'm 33. There's niggas up there that's 20 that done buried more people than I have in my 33, of living, 33 years of living. And I got a 13-year jump on them. Your homeboys are getting killed. Friends of friends are being killed. Your best friends, your brothers, your homegirls. Why? Nobody's pulling you to the side. And I I spoke on this. I get it. They killed your homeboy. It's foolish of me to expect you to sit down and talk to the gang 
or the dudes that you feel was responsible for that. But guess what? I'm not going to urge you on to go retaliate knowing that you're going to put somebody else in the ground and then somebody going to come and try to do that to you. It's a vicious ass cycle. People will feed you that negative bullshit, that toxic masculinity that they talk about. They will feed that to you and make you go out here and risk your good quality of life that you have now, even if you ain't living in the most outstanding and upstanding conditions, you're still living, which means that you're able to change your situation at any given point in time. People will ignore that and push bullshit and put you in a position to where you can't change your circumstance because you're behind bars or you've been shot up. We think that that shit is cool. It's not. It ain't cool, man. I remember when I was uh like 17, 18, and family video was a thing. It still is, but they downsized. Family video was a thing. I'm used to working. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what, I'm used to having a job. Been working since I was about 14. So, I had, um, my job at Pledges had closed down. They, the company went into, like, bankruptcy. Amazon and bought them, whatever, whatever. They didn't take me on. My cousin was a assistant manager. They didn't want to have a conflict of interest. Whatever. Had to find me another job, right? I'm going to get to the point, y'all. Just bear with me. So, I had to find a job, <clears throat> And uh, I went to Family Video. I did an application. They called me back, right? So I'm in the interview. And the dude asked me a question like, what is something that happened to you that, you know, changed your life or your outlook on life? Hey, I know what I told this, this, this white man. Not an old white man. He, you know, fairly young cat, probably in his 20s, early 30s. I said, man, you know, two of my homeboys got shot last year. This was like the beginning of 06. Two of the guys got shot in 05. I'm like, a couple of my guys got shot, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> like, I'm just explaining this shit to him, right? And dude just sitting there, no, no crazy expression on his face. He taking it in. I ain't hear back from them. Nobody had to tell me why I didn't hear back from them. I ended up getting another job, so I was straight. But I thought about what the fuck I had just told this dude and the risk that I was putting that company in because of the type of environment that I was surrounded by and that I chose to be a part of. And you a kid. I'm a teenager. So it ain't like I'm a grown man. I'm a I'm a kid. And he like, man, you fucking around with people who fuck with guns. You gang affiliated, basically. That's what they're going to think. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it was like, um, 
I was a liability. Why would you risk your company and risk being robbed, even though none of that was going to happen? Why would you? You're not going to take a chance on somebody. But it was me, even back in 2006, feeding into this narrative of, you know what I'm saying? That's some cool shit to be a part of. Being shot, being shot at, being getting your ass beat, getting in fights. Ain't none of that shit cool. None of it's cool. But we think it's cool. We think it's a, a badge of honor. You feel me? And it's not. Y'all, hold on one second. This is what happened when you go back OG. You feel me? Like, this is what... My bad, I need these kids to uh, calm down. They're a little loud. Okay, I'm back, y'all. My bad. That won't ever happen again. But I ain't want them to be too loud out there, you feel me? So, uh... I knew that I knew where I messed up. I knew where I made my mistake trying to fit a lifestyle into corporate America. That ain't going to work. That ain't cool. The majority of people look at the shit that we do and the shit that we say, and they laugh at it because... That's not what they are about. And they know that that shit ain't going to get you nowhere in life. We don't know that. Until we get a little older and mature. And even then, sometimes it's embedded in us to just be this certain type of way. And to think this this way. When you gang affiliated or when you gangster, when you are coming into your own you might be a rapper, you might be a YouTuber, a blogger, podcaster, whatever. When you come with a certain aura and energy, that street shit, that hood shit, that, that people want to see that. Even if you have moved on from it, people still want to see that type of aggression. They thrive off of it. That's a problem. You got people that's telling these rappers, man, I, I hate getting attached to these Chicago dudes because they end up getting shot and killed. I can name a couple rappers that I like from Chicago that's dead that were killed. They used to hop on IG Live and they used to feed into that negative shit and it causes you to say and do shit that's going to get you killed eventually. So I'm saying that to say this, bro, don't be a crash test dummy for nobody or for nothing. It's not worth it at the end of the day. When people are feeding you negative bullshit, they telling you like, yeah, say that you smoking on this pack. Say you smoking on him. Such and such this, such and such that. Bro, that that ain't no way to live. And I'm going to, you know, definitely keep speaking on this and when the platform gets to where it need to be I'm going to talk about this shit some more because I'm tired of seeing our people push this bullshit narrative ain't nothing cool about that we all fighting demons bro we all trying to be better stop having people 
think that this shit is cool. Y'all need to be telling these niggas like, bro, that ain't cool. That that ain't cool. Like, calm down, relax. You know what I'm saying? No, I can't tell you not to retaliate, but I'm gonna tell you like why retaliating ain't cool. You retaliate, somebody get killed on the other side. Guess what they gonna do? Come back and kill you or somebody that you cool with. So we just gotta get out of that that bullshit ass mentality of glorifying shit that ain't necessarily good. We have to. Can't keep glorifying the destruction of black people. And that's what we're doing. Every time we, we tell somebody to get they, they lick back or whatever, we're glorifying genocide against our, ourselves. Like I told y'all, in order for us to start loving ourselves and loving each other, we need to see ourselves in another person. We're going to have to. Because if not, man, we're going to keep killing each other and thinking that that shit is okay. It's not okay. Ain't nothing cool about that. Nothing cool about being ignorant. And us gunning each other down is ignorant. Us encouraging each other to gun each other down is ignorant. Point blank, period. Like, we got to grow up mentally so we'll be okay. So we're going to jump again. We're going to talk. We're going to touch on a subject that we're going to come back to later because I want to do this shit with a few other people. But what I want to touch on, I want to ask y'all a question, man. And I want honest opinions. Honest answers. When it comes down to relationships, male, female, why is it so hard for us to communicate with each other? Why? Why is communication in a relationship so hard? Is it because we lack the skills to communicate properly, meaning that we don't listen? Or is it that you just want to be right all the time so you're not hearing the other person that's like, damn, why is it why is it so tough for us to to hear our significant other so things could get better and start going more smoothly? This shit is mind-boggling to me, y'all. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't understand. It's like something so simple as just talking and expressing yourself is so hard on both sides. Not just for men, it's for women as well. For us to actually get an understanding of our partner. We have to listen, but why won't we listen to them or take what they say and and apply it? 
I'm guilty of this shit. I'm not finna sit up here and say, hey, man, I always, I, I can say I always listen. I've listened, but I didn't comprehend it. And I'm sure a lot of y'all do the same thing I do. You, you hear your partner, but you don't comprehend. But why is that? Are we that different that we, you know what I'm saying? We just don't, oh, oh, how can I say it? Is our relationships oil and water and we don't know it? Are we trying to force a round object in a square hole? I guess that's how you say it. You, you feel what I'm saying? I don't get it. Maybe y'all can tell me what it is because when I sit back and I listen, you know, I listen to friends. They come, they talking to me about their relationship, their relationships. And it's like, damn, that's just a communication error. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just be sitting there like, damn, that's just like, that sounds simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just something y'all could talk about when I look back. Yeah, my previous relationships, I'm like, damn, you know what? <laughs> if I would have just comprehended what she said, maybe, you know, we could have moved past that. But it's not that simple. But why isn't it that simple? I really want to know this shit. Like, I can't even give y'all no examples because I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, I'll listen. But it's just applying that shit is like maybe I'm not comfortable at applying it. Or maybe I don't think that it's that big of a deal. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all tell me, man, for real. Like definitely for the people that's that's listening and going to watch, man, y'all tell me what, what the issue is when it comes down to communication and the relationship. Because the shit is, it seems like the hardest thing in the world to do. I don't think we that well. Men and women different as hell. But I don't know. I don't know if it should be this big of a divide, yo. That I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it should be like this, but man, I'm I'm seeing a lot, a lot of um, great potential or great relationships be squandered on just a lack of communication and comprehension. And man, I'm telling you now, shit. Through my experiences, that's a deal breaker in a relationship. Failure to communicate. Failure to understand where your partner coming from and what they need, what they require. Because people require shit. And let me talk, let me say this to my niggas, to my men, my fellas, my kings, whatever the fuck y'all want to call y'all so. We have requirements too, bro. We need to start being open and honest about them shits before the way we deliver messages come off as angry. I know that's one of my problems. Like, I won't... There you go right there. There's the answer. 
You don't communicate effectively. I'll, I'll say some shit. Or I've said things before. Um, but I act as if it doesn't change. It doesn't bother me. But this is the shit that you require as a man and you're in a relationship. So why not act as if... So why would you act as if it's not a big deal when it clearly is a big deal? We have to stop doing that shit. Because I know myself, after a while, it's going to come... Like, when I start communicating and I feel like I'm being repetitive, it starts coming off as anger when I talk. I'm going to be mad, like... Y'all done told you X, Y, and Z. But, you know what I'm saying? But did I really, really drive it home as like a problem? Or like, you know, I need you to do this because if not, man, it's going to cause friction. So I guess it's the failure to communicate effectively. Fellas, we got to stop. Women. Relationships are yours. 90% of a relationship is me or us as men making sure that y'all are satisfied. But this is what I need y'all to do. Communicate effectively as well. Y'all thought I was going to say some new shit? No. Talk. Something bothering you. Something not going right. Say the shit. Effectively. Say it all the way. Not part of it. Say what's what's going on so I can fix it and we can move the fuck on. We can be like, okay, we we said X, Y, and Z, and now we we know where we stand and we can be better and do better and, you know, go on about our merry way, man. People have to really, really start standing by what the fuck they mean or... You're going to continue to jump from relationship to relationship and uh, you ain't going to be happy. When you could have just talked to this person right here who's been making you happy. Could have just comprehended more and communicated more effectively. That's what I'm getting to. But I do, you know, I want people to chime in and really, you know, talk about that shit. Like, why is it so hard to communicate with your partner? What are they not doing? that has you apprehensive on talking to them about something. Maybe they get mad or defensive or you just feel like, man, I'm wasting my time. But I really want to know because, man, people are, I think, walking out on great situations just because they don't know how to talk and express themselves or they're misunderstood. They're not communicating effectively. Real spill. So, we're going to start winding down, you know. But I had to give y'all this OG episode. The day is going to go up. Everything going to be up by at least seven. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, look, don't stress about this election. One thing about the United States, uh, the words of a friend of mine is, the United States going to do what the United States do. This mug always tell me, she say all the time, people going to be people. People going to be people. That's all I've heard. But I'm using this. I'm stealing this saying. 
the United States going to do what the United States do. The United States going to be the United States at the end of the day. Don't stress about this shit. Whoever in office, to my people, to my black people, to everybody, because I love everybody, but I'm black first. We've been behind the A-ball since the beginning of time, since we got here. I don't give a damn who in office. We make it work. So guess what? Keep making it work. I don't care if Trump get reelected. I don't care if Biden gets elected. Don't put your fate in the hands of the government. Point blank, period. We are far beyond that shit now. Real spill. We know what we need to do. We know how to accumulate funds. We know that we need certain things in our communities. We need to start coming together as a people and stop being so damn divisive amongst ourselves. Don't worry about if Trump gets elected another four years. I want us to be protected. I want us to be safe. We need to burn down this system that they have set up because it seems like, and it's like a few anomalies. Clinton wasn't too old. Barack wasn't old. Kennedy wasn't old. Okay, that's three. You feel me? We need to burn down this, you know, having 70-year-old white men trying to tell us what's good for us. They can't do it. They can't do it for a country that is continuously growing and being innovative. They can't do it. So we need to stop putting our trust or our fear into these politicians. And we need to take back control of our prosperity. We've been doing it as black people. We just don't know that we do it, but we've been doing it. And we're going to continue to do it. If you have... Anything that you need to get off your chest, you need to talk. You need somebody to confide in. If your mental ain't been there, talk to somebody. Of course, y'all know I'm big on that, big on mental health, big on communicating, getting your feelings out. Don't let that stuff fester because it turns into something that can be detrimental to you. You don't want to walk around here having a stroke or, you know, doing something that you're going to regret. So talk about your feelings. Put your phone down, log out from Facebook, Instagram. Nigga, if you got MySpace, still tell Tom you'll holler at him. TikTok, chit-chat, what the fuck ever. I don't know. I can't keep up with all this shit. Log out. Put your phone down. Put it on Do Not Disturb. My phone, does ne- it never vibrates. It never rings. I, I can't stand it. So do that shit. Do whatever works for you. You are in control of you at the end of the day. Nobody else. Nobody can dictate or tell you what to do. You have to do it. And we all need a little help from time to time. So keep that in mind. Y'all know I love you. Next week, it might be another OG episode with me just sitting here talking to y'all. Um, who knows? But y'all know y'all will see me again soon. I'll be back in front of y'all Thursday, either interview form, podcast form, OG podcast form. Nonetheless, man, y'all have a good one. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Have fun. I'm out.